thing. I'm all alone up here. It's slightly scary. <laughs> the band will be joining me, but we're doing things slightly different this morning. My name's Helen, and I'm hosting this morning. As you've probably realised, um, it is our celebration Sunday. Sunday where we're celebrating God's faithfulness yesterday, today, and forever. I was just showing when we were praying over there, I had a dream in the night that this meeting went on for eight hours. <laughs> Um, and I think that was God saying to me, we've got a lot to be thankful for, for his faithfulness um, over the years. So, good morning. If you are a visitor here, if you've never been before, you're very welcome. And it's so lovely to see some familiar faces from quite a while ago. So you are very welcome too. I've been in Harvest Church for 34 years. I came as a teenager. Yeah. 27 years ago, I met Sean in the church. Eva and uh, Chris and Claire were my youth leaders at that point, and they're still around too. I was saved, baptised, married, had three children in the church. I've been loved and cared for and supported, so I've got an awful lot to be thankful for uh, in this place. Not in this building, all of it, but in this church family. So this is what's happening this morning. Children, you'll be going out slightly later at 11 o'clock. Olaf is going to come and um, speak very soon, just for 10 minutes, we've heard. Uh, Jason will start playing if he goes on after, over 10 minutes, I've been told. <laughs> He's not listening. <laughs> Jason will um, indicate when the children are going to go downstairs. If you have got children, you don't know where you're going, and go out of that door and um, there'll be people there to direct you to the right room for your children. I've got so many notes written down here, scribble, that people have said to me, Graham Coates, where are you? On the front row, this guy here will be taking some photos uh, all day. So during the meeting and um, when we're having lunch, they are for um, Harvest Church use, uh, but also, if you do not want to be in a photograph, then just do a runner when he comes near you or just indicate to him that you don't want your photo taken. That doesn't mean everyone can say no. Of course it does. But, um, yeah, hardly anyone in my family likes having their photo taken, including me. So, you know, please indicate to him if you really don't want to be in a photo. Andrew will be um, preaching a little bit later. And then, of course, uh, after the meeting, we will be having lunch a little bit later. So, Sean. Thank you, Helen. Our God is so faithful, isn't he? And he provides for us all that we need. And uh, as Helen said, uh, I, I've been in this church now since 1996, and there was a number of folk joined at about the same time. And... Um, Olaf and Lindsay joined only a few weeks after me, I believe it was. Uh, and Olaf was someone who was faithful. He helped us through God to, in the buying and the moving into this building from our old church site. And he's going to share a little bit about God's faithfulness and that journey and all that God's been doing for us. But I just want to start by praying, Lord, 
You are such an incredible God, so wonderful. And we thank you for all that you have done and all that you continue to do, Lord. Lord, we want you to take all the glory this morning. Yes, faithful men and women have been involved, but you take all the glory. You are so, so good, and we want to bless you and praise your name this morning. Amen. Okay, I'm going to hand over to Olaf. Well, oh, goodness. Hello, everybody. I feel like just saying, hey, isn't it God good? Malcolm, to see your face there. There's loads of faces I'm seeing around of people from past and present. Now, I'm on a timeline, so... Eight hours, did you say that's great? Praise the Lord. Andrew, you've had a, a prophetic word there. <laughs> Apparently, I've got a PowerPoint, so I don't know what's coming up. All right, okay. Lovely. Thank you. Um, 26 years and 18 months. Uh, that's the time uh, ago that we joined um, this wonderful church family. And um, I'm just going to ask you a question right at the very beginning. Think back over the last... 28 years of your life, if you're old enough, um, and 18 months. I know I could do something differently, but you see, we were here with you guys for 26 years, um, and then we moved to the South Coast where we've been for 18 months. That's my sum, you see, that's how it works out. Um, I reckon that you'll be able to think of the faithfulness of God several times, many times. This place here, the Maltings, Alton Malting Centre, whatever it's called, is a testament to the faithfulness of God. And it's been our privilege, uh, all of us who've been walking here a long time or a short time, to be part of God's faithfulness. So, in the time that I've got, I'm just going to give a few pointers, really. Um, it is a joy and a privilege. Thanks, Andrew, for inviting me and letting me join with you guys on this celebration day, because that's what it is. It's, it's celebration day. It's thank you, God day. It's God, your glorious day. It's, it's a wonderful day. Nehemiah, Moses, Joshua, they all experienced something of the faithfulness of God when they were called to a project that God said, this is what I want you to do. They went for it. They needed faith. And if God calls you to a project, even if the project is following Jesus, he's faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he's made. So whatever age you are, even if you're like this little, little lad here um, or older, remember God is faithful to all his promises says that actually in uh, Psalm 145, the Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. I'm not quite sure what's coming up here, actually. Right, so these are some of the, oh, right, that's um, Harvest Church when it was called Alton Evangelical Free Church in the old building. It is the old building, isn't it? It's not this one. It is the old building. Thank you, Sean. I'm confused. Um, all right, well, some things just to mention. So, um, the vision. I've got uh, five points, I think. Before Lindsay and I joined, just after Sean, um, the elders of the day were praying one day upstairs 
in the old building, round the back. It was a bit of a house, really. It was a bit weird. But they were praying about what we should do. The phone went downstairs along a corridor, and, and someone heard it, and they went and answered it. And it was the council. And they were saying, look, there's this building up, up, up the way there. Um, we'd like you to think about buying it. Now, they were, they were fasting. They were waiting. They were praying. And that was kind of a trigger from God. This is something that you should be going for. Um, that previous one was like the mission statement um, that we had at the time. It's really the gospel in a nutshell. Christians together, unity really, around the gospel, around Christ, uh, to share the love of Christ through serving people in communities. That's what was kind of the, the uniting thing for us. We felt that's what we should be doing together, sharing the love of Christ. Um, and this building has always been, and I hope always will be, just a facility for that. Um, so without unity and faith, we were going round and round in circles. Were we not, Malcolm? Round and round in circles. <laughs> Malcolm is a, a wonderful friend to this church and to, to, to me and to Lindsay for helping us through difficult times um, and uh, walking alongside us as we needed encouragement to pursue this vision. Anyway, eventually we stopped walking round and round in circles, which was great. Um, the people... Thank you for putting these together, Tom, wherever you are. He's around somewhere. Thank you, Tom. Um, so there are about 200 of us, including children, um, back in the day. And um, I think the project was 2.4 million. It's like, are you serious? I must crack on. Um, we formed a working group with a trendy name, the Alton Maltings... What was it? The Alton Maltings Building Project Committee. Isn't that marvellous? <laughs> Uh, and some of you were on that committee and you walked uh, along all those meetings and things, and I thank God for every one of you. It was an essential part to be playing. The elders, oh, I don't know what's coming next. He's one of the elders on the right there. That's Steve Barrett. Uh, Steve Barrett, what's his name? Bradley. Um, living now in New Zealand. Um, in the early days, now I've got a Bible here. This is Bruce Stevenson's Bible. I was given this Bible by his widow. Um, uh, at one time, it was just Bruce and myself. Um, and then the elders were added to um, people like who we got. There was Bruce, there was Doug, uh, David Calcott, uh, Doug Titheridge in the early days, Mervyn Poor, um, Steve and Alan Matthews, Andrew Knowles uh, and me. And Sean, we established, joined just after we moved here. It was sometime around that time anyway. Um, so that's the vision, the people, the elders, um, the provision, remarkable. And whether you were young or old back in that time, you were all part of it. Some people, Grace Goodingham, are you here, Grace? I don't see her. She, there, she's there somewhere. There you are. She uh, had pickles that she uh, sold, uh, to, and we all enjoyed her pickles. There were cakes made. There was a promise auction. Um, we did all sorts of things. Even the young people were washing cars and things like that. Um, people gave sacrificially. They sold land. They sold buildings. You know, it almost sounded a bit New Testament. Um, the people did because they saw the vision and they knew God was going to do something. Gift days every year. It was a huge project. But John Barrett, you're around somewhere. He was a man who always said, there he is. It's a big project. It's a big sum, but we have a big God. You've always said that, John. You kept us online. 
prophecies. We kept a record of prophecies um, to encourage us along the way. Because if, if God's spoken something to you, hold on to it with your very heart and soul. Uh, so I'm just going to mention three ones. Um, one was a picture of a cart full of gold. Money wasn't the problem, but the wheels were, were, were falling off. It needed attention. And that was us as a body. We needed attention to unity. That's what the picture was, really. Money was not the problem. Relationships and unity were the issues. Second one was, God said, it's my project for my purposes, and it's your privilege to be part of it. It's always been that way around. It's his project. It's our privilege to be part of it and to see his faithfulness worked out. And the last one, there's so many that could be mentioned, but is the River Way rises here in Alton. And it was a sense that God was going to do something here amongst us that was going to go out from here and flow out uh, places all, all around the place, including London. Um, so those prophetic words, they shaped us. Uh, and we held on to them and we pursued. The walk... So this is the building as it was. Oh, there's some of the um, elders and the and mayor and things like that. Oh, there's Ruth Neal. Um, she was 100 when she cut the ribbon across there and came in. She made 105, actually, but she was a wonderful lady. Oh, oh yes, there we are. And that's us walking up the walk. Uh, we walked from the old building right through the town um, and uh, Harvest Church. We were so excited. We were entering the promised land. Um, I mean, that's, that's how we felt. Uh, it was just an amazing uh, gift of God to us. And our first meeting was in the room down there. It used to be called Saxon. What was it called these days? Wesley. Down there, that was our first, because we didn't have access to all the rest uh, of the building. Um, there's a time capsule sunk in the uh, foundations. And in there, um, it has got uh, a copy of the Bible, it's got the prophetic words. It's got a list of who the, um, uh, the members were, including children. Um, and I don't know whether it'll ever be opened or not, but it's down there. Because it represents the word and the spirit. Uh, foundations for us as a church family, you now as you press on. So really, as I close, just see what other pictures we've got here. Um, oh, that's, that's the time capsule being buried. Oh, I've lost it. Never mind. Anyway, it's been sunk in the ground. Um, just to remind you then, if God says something to you, he's going to do it. Hold on to it. Hold on to his promises. He's faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he's made. It's rather ironic, isn't it? We've left here. This is Celebration Sunday. And um, Lindsay and I have joined a church in Chichester uh, where they've got a building project. <laughs> oh! <laughs> anyway... Well done to everybody. Um, there's a little thing in Latin that goes, soli deo gloria, which means glory to God. To God be the glory. And that's the thing, isn't it? We're going to worship Jason and the band are going to lead us in worship. And I just want to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness uh, to all your promises, all your love. Lord, bless this church family. May it thrive. May it flourish. May your promises be fulfilled. May all your uh, fulfillment of, of gospel promises, of people being added, Lord, uh, of your favor going from this place. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Thank you. Great. If you are able to, please stand. Right before we start, let's just uh, lift our voices and thank God for who he is and what he's done. And then we'll start singing.
Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done in our lives. Right. right, so this morning we have some flags and we have some things out in the front. So if you're uh, a young person or if you're feeling young, come and grab a flag and you can use it during our time of singing and worship.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Right, this morning, young people, I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need you to sing as loud as you can, shout as loud as you can, and dance as best as you can. So we'll all give us a go. Even if you're feeling young, you can give us a go. Right, so what we're going to do, we're going to sing, and then we're going to dance. Now, for some of you, you might not have any dance moves, you know, in your bank or whatever, but we'll go back to some golden oldies. So we'll start off with this one. You can use that one. I don't know if some of you started with that one. You can have that one in there. You can do a jump if you wanted to, or you could do the dad dance, which is... So it depends on how, how you want to go this morning, but give them all a go. And then when we say shout, I'm going to count to three on the fourth, we're going to say shout as loud as you can. So one, two, three, shout! Get a bit louder. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three, shout! Yeah, good job. Right, let's give that a go then, shall we?
children and young people can go out through those doors over there. Lord, we want to pray, would you have your way, Lord, in the children this morning. Bless them and keep them, Lord. We, we pray that your face shine upon them, Lord. We want to pray, would you have your way in them, Lord. Let them know more about you this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
just going to pause our worship just for a moment. We've heard this morning that one of our family, Graham Brown, has been taken to hospital this morning after a fall. So just going to lift him up in prayer if you'd like to join me. Dear Lord, we just lift up Graham and his family to you at this time. We thank you for him and we pray your blessing upon him, Lord. We pray for those looking after him at hospital, for the nurses and the doctors, for wisdom for them. And we pray your healing touch and your peace upon him, Lord. May he know your presence with him by your Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the Father, praise the Father. 
Take a moment of some rest in God's presence. Heard a lot about who God is and what He's done. Let's just let that soak into our hearts and minds this morning.
welcome you here this morning. Holy Spirit, we pray, come have your way in us. nothing worth more that can ever come close nothing can compare your living hope your presence Lord I've tasted and seen Sweetest of love, when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone, your presence. Oh 
us become. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become restoring dreams, long-held dreams. You think precious dreams from God and yet never fulfilled. And I feel for some there's a, a restoration going on even now. Allow the Holy Spirit just to come and restore those things to you. We welcome you, Spirit of God. Say, we want more of you in our lives. Fill us afresh. Keep filling us. We so need your presence in our life. We so need your indwelling. Thank you, Lord. Just receive, receive afresh. He's here. He's here to refresh. More, Lord. More of your spirit in our lives. Oh, my God. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, you give us good gifts. <laughs> your Holy Spirit's the greatest of those. <laughs> what a great gift you've given us in your Spirit. We say thank you, thank you, Lord. You're so good to us. We love you, we worship you. We give ourselves to you. We surrender ourselves to you afresh. take your seat please I believe God's going to continue ministering to some of us so you know, don't, don't feel that uh, just because the band's stopping and we're digging into the word of God that ministry is going to stop uh, I believe it will continue so uh, you keep receiving from him I've often felt that the phrase thank you is underutilized. The expression of thankfulness, that sense of Paul's instructions to us being grateful, being thankful in all circumstances, should live in each of our hearts and lives. And so this morning as we uh, start, or as I start this preaching, I want to start with some thank yous. You know, we often describe thankfulness in Harvest Church as an attitude of gratitude, affecting every area of our lives. And we have got so, so much to give thanks for this morning. We have every morning. God's mercies are new every morning. God is faithful every morning. And uh, so we've got so much to be thankful for. And yet this morning, I do just want to start by, first of all, starting by saying thank you to every single person who's here who's been part of the journey with us, whether that's been for the last week, 24 hours, 30 minutes, or for the last 10 years, or 20 years, or perhaps 50 years. I'm not going to get into an auction here. We may even have more than, people have been part of this church more than 50 years. I'm looking at Chris Paris thinking, I bet he has. <laughs> Sorry? It shows. it shows, yeah, yeah. And then I looked at Gerald and thought, ooh, I reckon we could be up to 60 years if we get to Gerald, maybe even longer than that, being part of this church. Not quite sure. Uh, to, uh, uh, I just want to say thank you. With everything I have in my body, I'm so thankful for each and every one of us who have been journeying together over the nearly 75 years of the life of Harvest Church. You know, it's just coming up, spring next year is the 75th anniversary of some folks who were concerned about the gospel in Alton and the preaching of the gospel in Alton, gathering together and get, saying, we think we need to form a church because we want to make sure the gospel is kept central to, uh, uh, to the town of Alton. And so they gathered together, just, I think it was half a dozen, eight people, something like that. Amazing, isn't it? 75 years on, look at this motley crew. <laughs> it's amazing how God takes us from all sorts of backgrounds, from all sorts of nations. I wonder if they could have pictured this 75 years later. 
you know, these flags we have in the roof, if you're a visitor with us or you haven't been with us for some time, these are all nations which are represented in this church. 26 different nations, if you include the Welsh and the Irish and the Scots, as well as the English. We had to, yeah. Sorry, Mavin, we don't have a Liverpudlian uh, flag up for you today, but... Well, that's just amazing. This massive age range we cover, nearly 90, or just over 90 years age range. All sorts of backgrounds. Thank you for journeying. It's a precious thing we're about. Growing, building a church. And I just want to encourage you as you look around, perhaps as you have food afterwards, if you're staying on for the meal, we hope you are. We've got lots and lots of food and not enough people, so you know, please make sure you stay for the food. Karen's already worried about how many baked potatoes she's got to take home afterwards. <laughs> Think person sitting opposite me, the person next to me, they're a sign of God's faithfulness. They're a gift to this church, which I'm part of. It's so precious. Do you also particularly want to express a few special thanks? Uh, first of all, thank you to Olaf for speaking this morning, but thank you for your leadership of this church over those years. We know you've not been the only leader, but we felt it was so important having you with us as you effectively brought us into this building. You led the team which brought us into this building. Thank you, Lindsay, for also for doing that journey with Olaf, because we know it's not just something uh, he does alone. It's very much the two of you together. Thank you so much. Um, uh, other elders which have been mentioned, uh, particularly Bruce Stevenson, Olaf mentioned that he has his Bible, I didn't know that. Um, uh, he, he was somebody who had such a vision for the church and for the church using this, uh, getting hold of this building and using it to serve our town. Uh, but all the other elders and trustees at the time and before and since. Um, Malcolm, thank you so much for coming and joining us. Malcolm Case, he served this church for many years in an oversight role as part of uh, our commission family of churches and before that part of our New Frontiers family of churches, going back a few more years. Uh, we are so grateful to you and to Pam. Shame Pam can't be with us today, but uh, to give her our love and our thanks too for how you served us. You know, when we are part of a church, we stand on the shoulders of others have gone before us. We stand on their journey of faith. And we learn from them and we, we grow together. And I think it's so important then, as we are giving thanks, let's remember, though, that we give thanks most of all to God for his faithfulness to us as a body. That is to each and every one of us. Not just a body as in an organisation. No, a body as in a living uh, being made up of hundreds of people over the years. But also for his provision of this building. The finances for it. Thankful for all the ministries which are able to happen from this building, over, or which have happened from this building over the last 18 years of us being in this building. And so, so much more. Uh, I think Helen said this right at the beginning. God is faithful yesterday, today, and forevermore. And let that just sink in your heart. It's true. We can trust him. We can go on trusting him. This is a journey of faith 
that is of exploring and knowing God's faithfulness, of putting our faith in him who is faithful. And so we give him thanks. And so I want to encourage us to do something which is totally not British. For those of you who are from other cultures, you may find this much more easy than perhaps some of the Brits in this room because we can often be a bit reserved and a bit stiff upper lipped. But I want to invite you now to stand, or I say now in just a moment, to stand and applaud God by way of saying thank you. And if you want to cheer out the name of Jesus or other names of God, do that as well. And let's take the, the restrictions off. We don't need to do jolly good show. <laughs> let's let rip. And let's, let's thank God for all he has done amongst us over all these years. Is that okay? Is that a deal? Great, let's stand. And let's give thanks. Father, thank you. The great you, Lord Jesus. Mighty King, God of God, Lord of Lords, we worship you. We're so grateful. Glory and honour. Praise to your name. names we worship you we are so grateful for your love we're so grateful for your victory on the cross we're so grateful you bring us into family and for this family we call harvest church blessed be the name blessed be your name all the honor all the glory all the praise belongs to you amen amen thank you That didn't feel very British. Well done. <laughs> Something of the kingdom breaking out. So, um, I thought I'd love to share some lessons. Funnily enough, Olaf sort of uh, mentioned a couple of them. But, you know, at a time like this, it's good to reflect back and to, to, uh, to learn some lessons from our journey so far. And so over these 75 years, but particularly the last 20 years of... Uh, or 25 years really of, uh, of going to this building and then eventually moving into this building, there are a few things which particularly strike me when I read through the history of Harvest Church, when I reflect on some of the prophetic things, some of the things which have happened, and this is the first one. Relationships are more important than money. And in fact, we could take away the word money and just are more important. But I go back to that word which Olaf shared of the cart, the picture of the cart, uh, September 1999, a prophetic word for Harvest Church about a cart full of gold. And uh, I, I believe, if I've understood the word correctly, the money was in the cart. It was always there. The issue was the wheels were falling off the cart. The cart was in bad repair. And it was a challenge, a, a call to Harvest Church to... Uh, uh, work on the quality of our relationships with one another and with God. 
and in so doing that God will provide the finance. And can I say, I think we've done pretty well on that over the last five, ten years, maybe even longer. I believe we've made massive steps forward in this area. One of the reasons why we've probably been able to clear the mortgage. Father has blessed us with the finances and actually finances which we've been able to give away and bless others with in all sorts of different ways. Not just enough to pay a mortgage. But let's not come complacent. Let's continue to value relationships above everything else. First and all, first and above all other things, our relationship with God. And out of that then flows our relationship with each other. Let's value one another. Let's care for one another. Let's appreciate one another. Let's look out for one another. When things get tough, let's talk with one another and not just run away, but actually dig in and resolve things. Let's truly be that body we've been called to be. We value each other. And in so doing that, that then let's help one another to do exactly the same with the world which God's put around us. A world which doesn't understand real relationships often. Where we can demonstrate and bring something so much more powerful than perhaps the world knows or understands. But let's remember relationships are far more important the second um, th- reflection from this journey, it's not about the building, but God's glory and the saving of many lives. Now, I've actually merged a couple of prophetic words, one from December of 2001, one from January 2002. And they were about to say, hey, let's not focus on the building. Let's remember this is about the glory of God. And, you know, as we move on, it's exactly the same. Nothing's changed. It's not about the building. It's about the glory of God. And in pursuing the glory of God, let's reach out and love that hurting, wounded world which God's put us in. The saving of many lives. The third one's this. God's faithful. And he provides for what he ordains. What he he says he's going to do, he provides. And, you know, the most important thing in this is actually we keep our eyes on him. Not on the project, not on whatever we think we're meant to be doing, but we keep our eyes fixed on him. We've often used that phrase, which taken from the uh, Romans, hey, let's fix our eyes on Jesus, author and perfecter of the faith, who for the joy went, uh, went to the cross and endured its shame. Sorry, that's a bad paraphrase. Do you know, in the story of this church and, and of coming to this building, I'm told that uh, in the late two th- uh, the noughties, two, uh, the 2000s, mortgage rates were high and the mortgage payments were extortionate. And at one point there was a question, Do, should we even be continuing with this? Is this really what we're meant to be doing? It was such a struggle, it was such a battle. And yet... We kept our eyes on Jesus. What did he call us to? And as we keep our eyes on Jesus, he will sort all the other things out. Friends, let's learn to, we have been learning, but let's continue to learn to to keep our eyes on Jesus. God is faithful. That's what we've been celebrating this morning. God is faithful. 
and he will provide for all of our needs. The fourth one was this. This is my final of these four points. The Maltings was always for our community. A city of refuge, a safe place of love for the needy. Friends, let's, let's never ever be the sort of church where we think, oh, the building's more important than the people we serve. Or our meetings are more important than people. Or anything else are more important. No, no. We are here to serve and love the people of Alton and this district around Alton. That's what we're here for. And uh, uh, let's remember, <laughs> yeah, that's what we built this place for. That's why we've given all our, our funds for it. Let's keep it on the altar in that sense. Let's keep it in that place of sacrifice. That we don't worship it, we worship our living God. But in that process, as we worship our living God, we are here to provide a safe place, safe community. It's one of the words we use to describe our culture as a church, safe, that people who uh, feel worried, who are afraid, uh, all sorts of different uh, aspects of their lives, they can come in knowing we are a safe place, a safe community, a community where people will be loved and cared for. So there's four, four reflections of lessons I feel we've learned over the years. I want to encourage us, let's continue to hold as we go forward. But of course, we've got to be careful. We don't just stop there. As we look forward, we need to make sure we're keeping our eyes, as we said, focused on Jesus, listening to see what he has to say, how he's speaking to us today. What's he stirring in our hearts in this season ahead? And it's so important because if we don't, the risk is we'll lose our way. You know, the Bible, the Old Testament of the Bible particularly, is the story of God and his people. And it seems to me that multiple times throughout the history of the people of Israel, what seems to happen is that they get in a good place with God, and then they get casual with God, and they end up in a bad place. Now, I appreciate I'm just summarizing, you know, the 500 pages plus of the Bible there. But that seems to happen regularly. And, of course, one of those stories is um, when the people, Israel, they're, they're, they've gone into the promised land, they've taken the promised land, they've enjoyed the promised land, but then they gradually start to get things wrong again. And after warning, after warning, after warning, which we can read about in Jeremiah, the people get taken into exile. They get captured. And they get taken to another land, a place called Babylon. A tragedy, an absolute tragedy, because their hearts have become hardened to God. And I want to encourage us, let's beware of our hearts becoming hardened to God. Now, last week, um, Ruth Rumsby got hold of me and said, Andrew, I, I feel stirred about Psalm 126. And she didn't share it last Sunday, but uh, she and I talked about it, and I, I thought, hmm, okay, that's interesting. And I and, and thought, yeah, I'll, I'll go away and reflect on that. And then we were having our staff meeting on Tuesday. Now, 
The way our staff meetings work is each member of staff on a rotational basis brings something to share in our staff meetings. And I, I had a plan, and literally just a couple of minutes before the meeting, I felt God say, no, go back to Psalm 126 and read it. And as I read it, I thought, hmm, I think this is actually for us to this morning. So if you have your Bible with you, I'd like to invite you to turn to Psalm 126, but it will be coming up on the screen as well. And we're just going to briefly read all six verses. It's a short psalm. It goes like this. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion. So this is referring to the time where the captives, the, exile, the people who have been exiled to Babylon, came back to Zion. We were like men who dreamed. Interesting phrase. Not of an eight-hour sermon, I hasten to add, Helen. Like men who dreamed, our dreams being fulfilled. Our mouths were filled with laughter. Our tongues with songs of joy. And then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Now I just want to pause at the end there, verse 3, don't read on for a moment. I just make a couple of very simple reflections about this. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. You may feel, oh, that feels a bit like our circumstances. We're coming out of the exile of having had a mortgage and having to pay for this facility over the last 18 years. Or in reality, we've been giving actually for many years prior to when the mortgage was taken out, probably 25 or more years in total. Maybe thinking, oh, wow. And yet the Lord has done something amazing for us. We could join in with this, couldn't we? When the Lord brought us, Harvest Church, out of our mortgage, we were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Hey, there was something good, wasn't it? Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Do you know, I, I've, I, 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 I talk with other church leaders sometimes, and uh, in our family of churches, and, and uh, I recently told a couple, I said, hey, we've, we've got three, through our mortgage. One of them I was on the phone to, and I had the phone to my ear like this, and the yelp of joy which came down the phone was so loud I had to sort of do that. I said, wow, that is fantastic, isn't that amazing? And they were just so excited for us. The Lord has done great things for us. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. And it's good and it's right to celebrate. But let's remember ultimately that it isn't about a building. It's about the glory of God and who God is and all he's done for us. And let's give him all the glory, all the honor. Let's allow joy to flourish in our hearts. But the psalmist then goes on with this, verse 4. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. And so you've got that picture there. Oh God, yes, restore our fortunes. Thank you, we're out, but restore us, oh God. In other words, ultimately, don't stop here, Lord. Yes, we're out of captivity, but would you restore us? Please keep with us. Please continue to bless us. Please continue to make us fruitful. It arises from a deep sense of surrender to him, that, that, like the surrender of throwing seed into the ground. You know, once it's going, it's dead, it's useless, I'm chucking it in the ground. And now, God, I've got to trust in you. 
I'll push the soil over the seed. It's gone. I'm not even sure I could find it again if I tried. It's gone. I want to encourage us. Let's be a people who surrender our lives to God. And go, God, I'm all yours. I'm all yours. I'm sold out for you. Everything I've got is for you. And then you bring about what you want to do, Lord. And the picture here, obviously, is that then out of the surrender, there is fruitfulness. Now, this psalm was written at the time, or it's thought to have been written at the time of uh, coming out of Babylon, coming out of exile, and, and that's great. But the reality is, things went wrong again. If you continue reading the story of Israel, things went wrong again. And so I want to encourage us, let's be really careful in this season that we keep tender hearts before God, that we stay in that place of surrender to him, of worship to him, of adoration of him. We don't get obsessed, oh, look at the building, look what we've achieved. No, look what God's done. God's gracious, God's faithful, God's just. We trust him. Yes, let's celebrate what he's done, absolutely. But our hope's not in it. Our hope stays firmly in Jesus. He's our hope. And within that then, let's also hear what he's saying for these days ahead. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Fiona, uh, Fiona Evans sent me this word. Uh, I'm going to read it so I get it right. At West Point 2018, my then 12-year-old daughter was given an acorn to plant by Guy Miller. Is that Anna here? I, can't, I can see Thomas. I can't see Anna. No, she's downstairs. Okay. The challenge he gave was to grow a sapling for 2019. And they, uh, Fiona goes on to say, we went to take a photo of the oak sapling to bring with us to Commission Festival 23. Obviously, a lot happened between 19 and 23. And they found it had mildew. And although it had grown in four years, it hadn't grown an awful lot. And she goes on to say, we discussed how it wasn't going to grow unless we planted it out, and the pot was now too small for it. I was reminded of the opening verses of Psalm 1, and I felt God saying that the seeds were planted, uh, sorry, that seeds which were planted on the back of West Point 2018 to step out into faith into new things God was doing. And they were now growing into saplings in 2019, but during the COVID years, these fl flourishing saplings were confined to their pots forgotten about and left to get diseased. Now, this is the sort of summary, important bit to hear. It's now the time to remember God's promises, to replant those saplings out of the pots in order for them to grow and flourish and be what God intended them to be. In other words, the sense Fiona had was that God was stirring us, stirring us again to, uh, as it were, remind ourselves of some of the things he was saying to us before COVID, some promises he'd given us as a church to stir ourselves, to repot some of those, to make some changes and go, yeah, okay, God, we're still, we're, we're still up for this. We still are looking for this to happen. And so I want to share a few words which we feel are still relevant and pertinent to us as a church today. Some of them you will have heard, some of them you won't have heard because we may not have mentioned them and you've only been part of this church for the last six months. And we may not have mentioned them in the last six months or so, or even more. 
So the first one I want to uh, read to us is a section of a word Guy Miller gave to us in um, May 2019. It says this, I want to say to you as a church, you've got the Watercrest line, the old, and you've got the London line. If you don't understand the uh, geography of Alton, just to explain that, Alton is the place where the preserved steam railway line, which goes south of here, meets the National Rail Network, which goes into London. I believe there is an old and a new connection. I believe God says it's not one or the other, it's both. He wants to speak to you. This is not just to Andrew and the elders. He wants to speak to you all. There are some stations that he wants to have reopened. Maybe in four marks. Alsford, Chawton. I don't know all the different towns and villages where churches have been or maybe are closing. And he's going to use you. Maybe you're going to meet someone. And you'll say, hey, why don't we start doing something here? There are going to be churches reopened because of the people in this room. If you're here today and you're part of Harvest Church and you don't actually live within the town of Alton, I'll leave you to work out how you define that. Can I ask you just to stand for a moment, please? So if you live in any of the outlying villages or towns, Four Marks, Medstead, Alsford, Borden, Linton, all the other places, it's good. Now, Please be assured, we're not just going to send you off, okay? It's like, be gone. <laughs> but it's just encouraging. I'm just looking around me. Wow, this is great. Newton Valence, Borden, Borden, Medstead, Four Marks, whichever, both. Sorry, I don't know you. Medstead, not local. <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> Soldridge. Uh, Medstead, uh, Hollybourne. Sorry, I don't know where you live. Hollybourne? Sorry? London. 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 Great. <laughs> Come on. Tisted. Hollybourne. Crondall. Aldershot? Hollybourne. Hollybourne. Uh, Alsford ish. Rockley? Sorry? Bishop Sutton, thank you. Isn't that amazing? Thank you. Please sit down. Farringdon. Farringdon. Hey, come on. <laughs> Missed you. Sorry. <laughs> so exciting. So exciting. God is stirring and drawing people into this church for a reason. Hey, time to open up some stations. Take the gospel back to some of the villages. Do you know, I, I, every so often I drive past church buildings which are closed or recently been closed in a village and think, oh, witness of the gospel gone God could we do something there I wonder what God's putting in your heart I wonder what he's stirring in your heart and what he's stirring in your mind we hear the prophetic over us at some point, some way we don't know how, what it looks like yet maybe we can start to see some expressions of church established in some of these places. How exciting. Now, uh, there's another word I want to share. Now, uh, this picture's not that easy for you to see, so I've got a, a, an example here which makes it so much easier for you to see it. 
The reason it's so much easier to see it is this is a fridge magnet, and they're all on the information table. If you don't have one of these, there's about 40 or 50 of them, please pick one up and stick it on your fridge. It is an image which was given to us in 2017 as Emma and I were, uh, well, actually 2016, as we were considering moving to Alton, a person who does prophetic drawings in our church in uh, Bournemouth, where we came from, who knew nothing of our intentions or our plans or anything at all, uh, drew this, was planning on sending it to Alton, and this, before he sent it to the church here in Alton, we announced that we were leaving Bournemouth to go to Alton, and he came up so excited. I said, Andrew, I've drawn this for you guys. And the image is of, uh, it's taken from the Gospels where uh, four friends lower their friend through the roof of a building to get to Jesus. And in the middle it says, Alton by faith, the black box being lowered down to the feet of Jesus. It says, Alton by faith, you're called to make holes in ceilings, bringing broken men to the feet of the king. And in very, very small type, yellow type across the top, which you won't be able to see, it says this, the time to take action is now. To be purposeful, inventive, unconventional, radical, and audacious. Wow. We've seen some of that. I'm constantly amazed at when spending time with people pastorally, how this picture comes back to mind as people find, whether it be marriages restored, broken marriages come to the feet of the king and get restored, whether it's individuals, whether it's health and physical healing, whether it's emotional healing, whether it's uh, trauma and tragedy. And uh, you know, what I experience is only a drop in the ocean that we are involved with altogether. And yet, I believe that's still God's word to us in these days, bringing broken people to the feet of Jesus. Let's live it. Let's pray it. Let's long for it. And finally, because we're pushing time, just one final thing. Over the last five years, we have had so many words given to us as a church about growing in the things of the Spirit. Actually, back in 2018, we had a, a, three, a word about involving three fields which God wanted to uh, bring out of um, slumber, as it were, fields which hadn't been used for a long time, and to see, see them uh, become fruitful again. And one of those fields was about growing linseed, linseed oil, and it was representing the oil of the Spirit. But even in the last uh, weeks and days, uh, uh, Rob shared a word a couple of weeks ago here, uh, um, Sean's given us something as elders. Peter Brown sent something to me in the last week, encouraging us to receive more of the Spirit, to follow his lead, to engage with him, and to give him space and room in our lives. And we want to do just that. And so, friends, let's be a church of the Spirit. Let's be a church who give ourselves completely, welcoming his Spirit in our lives, allowing him to stir our hearts to give us gifts that we can strengthen each other, but also reach out to the world which God's put us in, uh, God's put around us. Let's be a people who uh, allow him to produce his fruit in us, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. All of those things are listed in Galatians chapter 5, uh, verse 23. Oh, 
Let's welcome his spirit. Now, we can do that on a Sunday when we're together, but friends, let's be people who do that 24-7 in each of our lives. When we spend time with God, we ask him to come and fill us afresh. When we're going on an adventure in God, we make sure we've sought his spirit and we're going with his spirit rather than going without his spirit into situations. Let's live by the spirit. Let's walk by the spirit as we read and are encouraged to do so in Ephesians. Let's be that people of the spirit. Because actually the spirit will enable us to stay missional. The Spirit will keep us focused on our relationship with God. It will stop us getting introverted and inward-looking and ignoring what, this God, what God is doing in these days. The Spirit will help us to be all that we are called to be and empower us. So let's be a people of the Spirit. So I want to conclude at this point. Well, how do you conclude a day like today? I was reading something the other day and it just struck me as such a powerful way. I was in Nehemiah and it was where the people dedicated themselves back to God. And so I'd like to invite us in a few moments to dedicate ourselves back to God for whatever he wants to do next amongst us. And um, I came across this prayer. It's the Methodist Prayer of Covenant. It's something in the Methodist movement they do annually. It's a, it's a recommitment to God. And I'm just going to read it to you. It will appear on the slides. I'm not asking you to say amen or anything to it. And then we're going to stand and read it together if you want to do just this. So this is how it goes. I'm no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you, Lord. All laid aside for you. Exalted for you. All brought low for you. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And now this covenant made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. It's a way of saying, God, I've sold out for you. And so if you're part of Harvest Church, obviously if you're a guest with us, if you want to respond, that's completely up to you. But if you're part of Harvest Church and you want to say, yeah, I want to pray that, we're going to go back to the beginning. I'd like to invite you to stand if you're able. If you can't stand, don't worry, you can sit. And we're going to pray this together. Okay. So let's all try and pray it out loud together. I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you. Or laid aside for you. Exalted for you. Or brought low for you. 
Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And this covenant now made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. And Father, we ask as we dedicate ourselves afresh to you in your plans and your glory, Lord, lead us by your Spirit. Direct us in our, in our paths, in our ways. Keep us closely in fellowship with you and help us to live our lives for your glory and honour. In Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to hand over to Helen. Thank you. Please be seated. Thank you so much, everyone, who's been here this morning to celebrate with us. Thank you for uh, those in the worship band, uh, Chris and Sarah on PA. Now, you're listening. Instructions for what happens next. Children are being collected one minute ago, so bear with. What's going to happen next is that refreshments are going to be served, but it's different to normal. So not in the cafe area. Everyone please to go downstairs to the big room called... Thank you, Wesley. Um, please take everything with you. This room's going to be transformed uh, for us to eat in uh, about 12.45. So you do need to go as quickly as you can, um, either down the stairs or, or the lift, if you need to use the lift. And take everything with you because tables, chairs will be put out here. So everything's going to be moved. So take all belongings. When um, you come back up, we'll be called back upstairs to eat. Food will be in the cafe area, and then you'll come back in here for tables and chairs. Guests, if you are a guest, you're more than welcome, very welcome, actually, to come and join us downstairs for food. If you've got a welcome pack given to you, please put your welcome card in the box or just give it to someone in a yellow T-shirt, and I'll make sure it gets to the right place if we're rushing out. All details for coming events are in the update that you've had on email. If you don't get that, please talk to Karen down here. And at the end of lunch, we would be um, really helpful if we have some volunteers to help clear up at the end. If you're able to do that, then please see Tom and before. Okay, so now, um, if you haven't got children, just collect, etc. Yeah, if you could help set up please see Tom and he will give you a list of jobs um, that he wants you to do. Wait, Tom, give us a wave so everyone knows who you are. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you for joining us. I hope you've had an enjoyable morning. Um, of course, if you would like prayer, then I, I know we're going downstairs, but you know, please just ask somebody who you came with if you would appreciate prayer to pray with you um, before we go somewhere in the afternoon. Thank you.